From the Ticats Audio Network, this is Morialli and Hitch. Hmm. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Morialli and Hitch podcast. I'm Mike Morialli, but who's in his basement? That's Rob Hitchcock. We got a special guest today, and yes, he's been we- on. He's on. Well, we don't know if it's a he. We're oh. guessing. Yeah. Butko said he. Yeah, he did say he did he give it away. He gives everything away. So what's going on, buddy? Uh, not much. You, well, you missed my birthday last Friday. What? But that's okay. That's okay. No. It's First okay. of all, let's get something straight here. Do you know what my birthday is? I do. It's either in <laughs> May or March. <laughs> Hold on. I know when it is. I know. Jeez. I've only known you since I was 20. April. Less, oh, that's April is that. Greg. April twenty fifth is Greg. I don't know how I remember is that. It? April twenty fifth or seventeenth. That's Greg. Gregory. Yeah. Okay. You are. Uh, I guess I went to a party at your parents' place for you. Or was that for Sienna? <laughs> I don't know. You don't know. You what is it? Come on. When, it's when August, bro. Oh, August, oh, you're not even right. close. My point. I'm just trying to make a point here. I know it's true. I don't care. Like guys, I don't, really care. don't remember birthdays no. very, very I'm much. Not, but now but, that you're sixty, I should have remembered you're sixty. Yeah. But they're in here. If you just have to put them in I here, know. and then it pops up. I had a guy that I've never talked to in twenty years. Say hey, happy birthday. Who, who, who is this? Is no, I don't even, I don't even have the contact information. I had to write back. Uh, thank you. No idea. Okay. Happy birthday, buddy. Thanks. Belated. Just, yeah, Belated. it's okay. Fifty-two, eh? Oof. Oof. Mm-hmm. Oof! Body feels good. body body feels body feels old. Oof. Oh, oh god, yeah, oh god, yeah. On the outside, we're looking okay. Inside, beating. Yeah, but even the the brain and the heart is still uh, young. Sorry, oh, yeah, like yeah, young yeah, at yeah. heart, young at heart. Young but at heart. the body, yeah. gotta wake up. When it's cold these days, my hands, oh, shoulder, I can't do it. seize up. I can't do it. Yeah. I gotta move out of here in the winter. It's bad. I feel I, like I'm a snowbird already. You know, because probably because we have bodies that are like seventy-five on the inside. Well, we could have been we could have been gone and retired if we made some money in the CFL, right? <laughs> that would have been nice. You know, well, when the salary cap when we yes. played was two point six million. Yeah, it's hard to make money when you have yeah. uh, fifty guys on the team. Yeah, and you know it's what, what I mean? six, almost six now. I think it's over six now. Six or, or close seven to million. it. Yeah, that's that's pretty. You know, good for them. Hey, we paved the way. That's right. That's what yeah. we're here for, buddy. Sudsy and then the boys back in the fifties and sixties. Sudsy, I think his first contract was eleven thousand dollars, which back then in the sixties was that big was money, lot. and that was more than the NFL paid. He said. Then. He said when the San Diego Chargers, Don Southern said when uh, when I remember talking to him, I said, "What yeah, NFL goes? Yeah, Ohio went to Ohio State. Yeah, yeah, uh, he's big time." Big time, big time, and he said they offered me ten thousand in the CFL. I'm not offering me eleven, and and at that time the dollar was par or or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. better. And he so he took the eleven and stayed. That was it. Crazy. He only made I only made I only made nineteen thousand more than him forty five years later. <laughs> <laughs> and at that time he was still wearing his spot belts, mm. built spot built shoes. Still had him from the no, Ohio no, State. No belt. The bike shorts. Remember the, the bike, bike shorts, shorts with the no belt. Sometimes he had to get the, the straw. I got Deeker to go get him the the shoelace to put around. But he had to get the skate lace. Couldn't wasn't a shoe. It was a skate lace because it wouldn't go around him. Oh, oh boy. I love that guy. What a champion. So we got a so the cats, buddy. Hey, I'm gonna do this here. I forgot about this. There you go. Fix it up. What do you Look, got here? Remember there these? You go. Was that gray cup? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Which one was that? Last year. Oh yeah, I wasn't there. 
Yeah, of course you were. You were I got away. one of those in the, one this of the is, other This parties. is nice. This is that really is nice. nice. So we got these. This is the Great Cup. Uh, this is the start of the week playoffs. Buddy. Let's do it. Put the rally caps on, bro. It's a little little hot in here, so I got to take it off. Little, put the but, rally uh, caps on. So what do you what are you thinking? So we got Calgary shooting off to BC uh, mm-hmm. to play, and, and you know they're they're driving on all cylinders right now. I like. I mean, BC looks good with the quarterback Roke back Rock. Rourke, I don't know his name. Rourke. Rourke. Mickey Rourke. <laughs> Mickey Rourke. He's he back. still alive, Mickey Rourke? Oh, he's a good actor. Remember him back? Oh, I remember he got all sauced up. That, that wrestling movie, he was all yeah. sauced up. Yeah, long, greasy hair. Oh, yeah. But BC, BC, I don't know. It's going to be a really tough game. I mean, in, in BC, they're going to have that place jammed. And, of course, our beloved cats are in Montreal playing at McGill. Yes. And it's, uh, they're going to be playing the music at... Eight billion decibels, so you oh, can't yeah. hear a Whether thing. Whether there's people in the stands or not, no, it'll be Cranked. packed. It'll, oh, it'll be, be packed. packed. It'll be I, packed. You remember the playoff tickets? We we went down there. We had like I got tickets off all the guys that weren't using them from the states. We yeah, sold them for like sold them for two hundred each. <laughs> I made more that week. I made more than I made in my check that week. <laughs> and then we went and booze with it for the train ride home. Yeah, yeah, cooler drank it all. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, that's good though. That's a great environment. So we played there in playoff games. I, you know, let's you don't have to think too hard about the one where where our boy uh, Joe went Higgins. up and Joe, Joe Higgins, Higgins went up and made that incredible catch to send us to. Now this is a little bit different. This is the Eastern Semis. They got to go to Toronto yeah. for the Eastern Finals, but still, yeah. you got to yeah. win this one. Um, yeah. they, they're in good shape. They're hit, they're they're firing all cylinders right now. I'm kind of I'm a bit disappointed because I'm only going to be able to watch. Probably three quarters of it, and then I've got to listen to the rest on the radio. I'm heading to Arizona on on Sunday oh. at seven seven thirty. My flight, but you know the airports. They got me there oh, three yeah. hours. They said at least three hours before, right? So, but the game's the, at one. It's so at it should one. Be done by fourish. Yeah, but I gotta be. I gotta be at in oh, Toronto on the way, by, on the way in the Toronto by four. I'll listen to it on the way, but I kind of already wanted to watch it, but. I'll watch most of it, and hopefully they come through. Because in the following weekend, they're in Toronto. Hopefully. I know, but when you travel, are you carrying? You're not packing a bag, are you? I got my no. I've got a carry, carry on. on, but it's for four, three, four days. So I got how many couple, you, know me. you got in there? I'm I'm about six, six, six moon <laughs> pounds, three pairs of pants, a couple golf shirts. <laughs> the shoes are the kill me because you know you know we like we like shoes. You can't wear the same shoes every. We got a guy in the office who wears the same shoes all the time. I see him all the time. Same black leather shoes from Costco. Same ones all the time. They can't wear them. Can't wear them. My Noni always said to me, "You can judge a man by his shoes, mm-hmm. right? You got a nice old guy all dressed up, looking mint, and then you look at the shoes. Ew. That goes the same for a lady. Yes, absolutely. If, if they have white shoes and they're dirty, it's mm-hmm. not good. It's not even good. a nice outfit. Shoes. Yeah. yeah, I always tell Michelle and my daughter Abe. I said, I don't care if you buy white shoes. <laughs> if there's any dirt on, throw them in the garbage." Yeah, you got it. You got to clean the shoes. No, you got to clean. You have to. You have to. Clean or else the you shoes. look like a Flutie. Yeah, yeah. So what? The I, runners, the New Balance, <laughs> the New Balance with the blue. Sometimes you just gets it without the color in them, just straight white. No, yeah. How do you, how you even buy those anymore? You have to buy oh. it in the old man section, <laughs> orthotic section for those. Oh my gosh! So we got a guest today who's already on the line. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether we bring this person on now, like uh, Butko. Are we like if he's just sitting there? I'm assuming it's a he. Let's he, bring him on. Ready to go? You got anything else to chat about, or, or you want to get into this thing, Rob? Is this gentleman listening to the, what we're saying right now? 
No, it's oh. too bad because we're going to crush him for being on at night at, at 855 yeah. before us. He was on before us. We don't even know who Jeez. he is. Who is this person? Bucko, are we ready to go or we hit you ready to go? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Drum roll. Bucko. Uh-oh. I can only drum for so long. Like it's. Can't be Danny. Oh, or... my God. I was going to say, oh. I was doing the drum roll. Uh, you couldn't hear me. I was doing the drum roll, and I said, you know who does the drum roll real well? Was I was thinking to myself, it's Ozzy, and then you popped, popped up. Look at you, you beautiful, beautiful, beautiful man. Well, think, oh, think that I'm going to fall into a lot of money then, will you, please? <laughs> <laughs> okay. We got to tell everybody who this is because not everybody can see you. Uh, Paul Osbaldiston, Ozzy, the, the best kicker in Ticats history, the best, one of the best teammates we played with, a great cup champion, an all-star, uh, a great guy. Oz, I am so excited to see you. You look marvelous. You got your Canada shirt on. Look at this. What's yes, going I do. on? Buddy? Yes, I do. I, I'm, I'm uh, into the World Cup. Um, nice. There's there's two actually going on. The women's rugby team are doing exceptionally well. They're third ranked in the world, and they play England uh, on Friday in the semifinal. And then, yes, of course, uh, nice. you know, the boys start in November. And, you yeah. know, uh, I've got my Canada shirt on, obviously, for support. But, uh, you know, just in case. Are you vacuuming? Are you vacuuming just in case there? things go wrong, you know where I was born, right? <laughs> oh, I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming, buddy. Uh, Canada first, boys. Yeah, you bet. How are you, cheeseburgers? <laughs> Ozzy, I'm, hey, me too. I'm going to take it one step. Please you do, you, you please said do. Uh, one step further. You did say all those great things about Ozzy, but not just because you're here, Oz, but not only the one best kicker in, in Ticats history, in the league. I think oh, the yeah. league, Oz. And that's that's no joke, bud. You played 19, 20 years, and we were rookies when you when you were there. We'll, we'll talk about that, I'm sure, when we uh, – a little bit more in this show, but it was uh, meeting you, bud, and the, the first the first time in, at Brock was uh, was just it was it was priceless, and you were you were awesome to us, and you made us feel well. But we'll we'll get into that stuff. But what's going on, pal? Tell us. Oh, you know, we're right now. If you can't hear, we're uh, we're remodeling. Uh, yeah, stairs there. Uh, you know, it's it's uh, there's nothing you can do when they come. They come, and you take it and. Uh, yeah, it's been a busy week with uh, with Halloween. You know, I'm big on Halloween, so I, I, you know, did the best I could to decorate the house. And, uh, you know, it, unfortunately, we started, well, fortunately, we started on Tuesday with the reno. So we had to move everything out of the kitchen, out of the family room, out of the dining room, all the furniture, all the glasses, everything. So it's been a really hectic week. You know, Lisa's worked her, uh, her butt off. She's been great. So... Um, thank God for Lisa. Started, hey, let's I, just I can't let's believe. pause. Oz. Yeah. Thank God for Lisa. Yes. Let's oh, just all oh. say that right now. Let's just, <laughs> let's just say that now. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's, just in general. It's getting bad that you guys recognize that now, <laughs> not just me. But <laughs> yeah, she she holds us together, and who knows? Uh, you know, who knows where I'd be without her? Let's just say that. <laughs> Sounds awesome. like you're farting in the background. They're just ripping, oh, them. just like one of the. You know, <laughs> I, I could be a natural thing, but you know, yeah. you know, they got the they got the hammer drill going out. They're pulling up the tiles in the kitchen right now. So perfect. Yeah, that's exciting. Right? Yeah, they work hard, man. I tell you that. Oh, 
Well, it's hard to hear you fart through your depends, eh? Yeah. So uh, it, it is. <laughs> yeah. But thank God for those too, because now I don't really have to worry about it. I just let it fly. <laughs> whatever you know. There's an accident. Who gives a? a shit. Who gives a shit? Boat. You're allowed to swear. <laughs> you who gives a shit? You'll learn very quickly, Oz. No one watches this show. Yeah. So it doesn't matter oh, what you say. Oh, I forgot to tell you guys. I I do. You you, you know how I you watch mean? it? Yeah. Um. Normally, right before bed, when I'm having trouble sleeping, I'll, I'll, I'll put you guys on, and, and in about a minute and a half, I'm out. Because if I make it to the guest, the guests are great, and then I'm hooked on the show. But it's just the first 15 minutes that are torture, just the two of you guys talking. So it's just not just like out. playing. It's fantastic. Just it's like playing together. Is it better than a two and all? Well, it's just like it. It's just like, you know, welcome to the Hitchcock and Morelli show. <laughs> we gotta go we gotta go way back um to before you and i and hitch played together right we gotta go back to when this first started for you you came from bc you're a rock yep. and roller with a mullet uh, coming out of junior football yep. right yep. you didn't start in tie cats though right you, you were either bc or saskatchewan i can't remember where you were first we were green bay at one point can you give us a lowdown of, of your journey yeah well i, I did the school in Montana the one year and then played in, in Richmond the three years and uh, started to get some interest um, from the Cincinnati Bengals, actually. I got a phone call at home once, you know, and did the typical hang up. I thought it was my buddy joking around, you know, and <laughs> it wasn't. Uh, um, so at that point, you know, I never really kind of looked at the next level and I was like, holy cow, really? So, um, you know, did, did a little bit of work, did some, you know, extra training, really worked hard before the draft year because the Raiders were talking to Saskatchewan. They thought Saskatchewan needed somebody. Calgary needed somebody, they thought. And, uh, you know, so we were trying to, you know, talk them into drafting me. And Saskatchewan drafted two guys before me. Calgary drafted a guy before me. And then I went very last to BC. Really? Yeah. Yeah, uh, seventh round, last pick of the seventh round. I did not know that. Yeah, Louis Pasaglia was in his 10th year. He just averaged 50 yards a punt, uh, was the you know the MVP of the Grey Cup, and, you know, in year 10, in his prime. So I knew wow. I wasn't going to make it there at all. But he got hurt in an exhibition game, so I ended up playing three games for BC, which was, like, you know, great. I remember going home going, wow, you know what, I – I played in the CFL for, for my team. It was like you playing for the yeah. Highcats, uh, you, you know, and, and uh, I went home and, uh, you know, like like we are, cracked a couple of beers and, you know, put on the <laughs> knee. Uh, and Winnipeg was playing and sure enough, like literally had like a couple of drinks, um, you know, which is four beers. But anyway, so it, it, <laughs> all of a sudden Trevor Kenner kicks off and gets whacked in the back. So I've just been cut by BC, come home, crack a beer, and I turn on the TV to watch the Winnipeg game. I'm all proud of myself because I got to play in the CFL. I don't care if I ever play again. I played three games. Holy, you know, dream come true. So anyway, the next morning at 5 o'clock, the phone rings. I'm out to Winnipeg for five games. So I played out there. Didn't really do – I did well early, but then, you, you know, didn't get along with, um, you know, a few of the – just the Winnipeg environment, just the, the coaching and just – didn't get along with it. Didn't like it. So anyway, after five games, it was right at the Labor Day point where Bernie Ruoff tore his uh, knee ligaments. So, you know, prior to the day before the game, Winnipeg called me in. Cal Murphy said, you know, hey, it's it's going to be a cold day before you ever come back here. So, you know, <laughs> see you later. 
And, um, you know, six o'clock in the morning, Hamilton calls, you know, Crazy. Out. like we had played earlier. So I got here on a Thursday and played Sunday in Toronto on the follow up and then played nine games. We won the Grey Cup, kicked six field goals in the Grey Cup. The next spring, they, uh, the Ticats cut me. So I went down to Green Bay, played a couple of games there. Then they cut me, and um, you know, then Hamilton said, "Come on back." And from there, I, you know, I just said, "That's enough. I, I like it here. I want to be here. I'm staying here." I know you're you're in the Ticat Wall Honor. I know you're one of the greatest kickers to ever play in the CFL ever, statistically, etc. Um, no Hall of Fame, not yet. I don't want to bring up something that's sensitive, and I know I don't. I, I know you don't play, but. Oh, yeah. but I, it's not. I it's not. It. Sen- it's not sensitive at all, right? Like I, I don't care. <laughs> you know, it, is it is it a great honor? Absolutely. Does every guy that plays more than a few years in the league want to be in the hall? Absolutely. I've accomplished everything yeah. I wanted to in my football yeah. career, and then some. Yes, you did. So me, that would just uh, be, in- you know. Uh, I, I, yeah, it's a dream come true, but you know what? It's it's. Hey, I'm I'm looking at the reason why I played. The yeah. Game. Well, well, I will tell you. I want to build on that for yeah. one second. Then no hitch has a question. See, for me, I I would get incredible joy out of seeing you and the other teammates we played with get those accolades. Like that to me makes me happy. You know what I mean? Because I know what you put into it. Like I know yeah. the trials well, and tribulations. Yeah. And we we were all the same, and that's why we won yeah. games in 98, 99, 2000, was that we all had that attitude. And I remember very clearly in 1999 when we won the Grey Cup, um, once the game was over, we got all the hats and T-shirts, all that kind of stuff. And then they awarded the trophy on the stage. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't go up. I, I stood back there and I watched everybody and I watched all the faces of my teammates and how happy everybody was and to see guys that have never win you know won the Grey Cup before like it, to me that was the best thing yeah. ever was just watching the joy on everybody's faces you know I'll I'll I'll, I'll get a picture with the Grey Cup later I don't care um, and I'm, I and actually I'm, missed and it all too of a sudden, I, I wasn't on the stage no either. I looked over and McManus was yeah, over I wasn't there either. and. and doing the same thing and he's laughing at me and i'm like okay yeah and then i look over there of course uh, coach lancaster's uh you know at bc place right at, at near the end zone with a <laughs> cigarette going inside the stadium <laughs> so us uh, talk with paula's balls so going back to about i don't know 17 minutes ago when we were talking about uh you on the wall of honor and 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 you know got to be up on the in the hall of fame um, and it doesn't matter, but you know what, it, to every player, you're exactly right. You know, it, it, there's a point in a career where you, you've got all the accolades, you've got the years. And my question was, do you know, is there two or three kickers in the hall of fame? Do you know how many are in there right now? Cause there's not a lot as if, if I can remember. No, no Dave Cutler was the first, yeah. uh, Louis Pasaglia, Dave, uh, Ridgeway, Bob Cameron okay. and, uh, Hank Alisic and now Paul McCallum. Okay, so six. So, six yeah, okay. the, I, for the longest time, Dave Cutler was the only one in there, and that's a shame because there's so many guys that played in that era where yeah. there was 14 games, 16 games, so they didn't have the numbers that that 
you know, we did playing 18 games. So yeah. a guy like Bernie Ruoff, a guy like Don yeah. Sweet, Sean Fleming, Troy Westwood, Terry Baker, wow. Lance, you know, all over and over and over again, these guys that, you know, led their team for, for, you know, a decade and ended up with, uh, you know, most points in franchise history. And, you know, I don't think the position gets recognized enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You no, know, agree. The, agree. The, totally. The agree. Yeah. Um, so, and, and, and it, I think that brings up a good point though. Like back in those, like all those kickers, including yourself played for a dozen years. Now that does not happen. No. Like what, yeah. what's the difference? Well, the game's changed. Right, guy. You look at what they say in, um, and I hate talking about the other league, but the NFL, where this guy was a great quarterback. He was a great quarterback. Um, you know, he's not going to leave a footprint because, well, he didn't win a Super Bowl. Okay, well, it's not his fault. Yeah. You, you know, you can, you know, through the '90s, we we really didn't have good teams till '98. We had a couple that weren't bad, but. You know, there was lots of great players, yeah. lots of them, but it just didn't work for whatever reason. So I, I, I just don't like that, that, that kind of stigma, you know, that, that you need that to have a successful or a top level career. Yeah. You know, that the, the skill of kicking has changed dramatically. You know, Dave Cutler's field goal percentage is um, under 60% and he's in the Hall of Fame. Wow. Yeah, because at that time, he was the best that had ever played in the Canadian Football League. Louis Pisaglia and, and uh, Dave Ridgway come along. They hit 72 73%. Again, you know, get you fired these days. But yeah. at that time, it was by far the best that was out there. You know, and then by the time I retired, if you weren't hitting 80%, there's something wrong with you. So the skill yeah. has increased increased dramatically the game has changed dramatically the athletes have the nutrition has the medical <laughs> well, you know, the nutrition nutrition, nutrition yes <laughs> oh yeah you know i mean like our rundown was uh you know pina coladas and you know beer a couple of egg McMuffins ice from the inside here we you know let's try not to throw up when we run and uh you know when you guys are in meetings i'll go get the beer <laughs> That's that right. was our rundown. Now they're, you know, they're on all kinds of stuff, doing core work and oh, wrapped up machines, and you know, nobody's drinking and socializing. It's it's a different world. It really is. You know, are are they better athletes? Yes and no. You, you know, at our when we played, we were the best athletes at available, yeah. best at our job. You know, when you look at something like the the. Um, times of the Olympic hundred yard dash, you know, where right. Usain Bolt set that number. Well, you know, you look at Jesse Owens, he probably wouldn't even qualify for the Olympics these days. Yet he was the best at that time, the fastest yeah. man in the world. We're just yeah. getting bigger, stronger, faster, not smarter, all of us. But. <laughs> so, so you're, you're the, I think, in my opinion, the best person that we, when we have guests on the show, you know, most of the guests have been with us through, the years that we celebrate, right? The nineties and the early two thousands and the arrival of Danny and Darren and, and that kind of <clears throat> where we went from just hanging on to like exploding on the scene. Right. But you were there long before me and Hitch and others. So like, and at that point, 89 was the last time you went to the great cup, right? You didn't go in the, in the nineties until 98. No. Yeah, so correct. when, what was your feeling when you started to, did you see it changing? 
Like, did you start to see it? What was yeah, happening? Yeah. Yeah, you know, my, my rookie year was 1986. It was the third Grey Cup in a row for Hamilton. Um, we played Edmonton. We were, you know, 16-point underdogs. They're, you crushed them that day. Yeah, their, their starting quarterbacks were Matt Dunnigan, Damon Allen, and Tracy Ham. Crazy. That, that, though, yeah, they were 16-2. and two, um, And at the end of the half, they had minus 10 yards of offense in a Canadian football league game. It was just ridiculous. So in my opinion, I thought, okay, well, this is a great place to be. We go to the Grey Cup every year, and, you know, we, we won it this year. You get a nice bonus, and I got a big screen TV, and, you know, I'll go to Europe and blow all my money and move in with my parents <laughs> in February. And uh, as time went on, you know, you, you, you learn the game, you learn the businesses, you become smarter as a man. You know, uh, it, it, let's face it, when we start playing football, we're, you know, 21 years old, 22 years old. And all of a sudden, you know, bang, it, it's it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of heat. It's, you know, very intense when you're a young man. And, and that's all you tend to concentrate on. And as you kind of get settled in your career, you understand that, OK, well, there's there's other things to do and consider and you know, the finances are one of them and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, it was um, very easy to see when um, Harold Ballard died. When I first started, Harold Ballard owned the club. And over years, he had just basically said, I don't care if people come or not. I want to beat Toronto and I eventually want to win a great cup. So when he died, we were literally hours away from folding and David Braley came in and we were one of the organizations that he saved, uh, you know, thank God for him or there wouldn't be a Canadian yeah. football league in my opinion. Yeah. And, um, you know, he did a great job for the first year, which was 89. Um, and then in 90, we had a coaching change. He let out Bruno go, uh, things did not go so well from there. And when he, you know, decided that, okay, well, I, I'm not going to bankroll this organization, um, we went through all the community ownership and at, at that point, yeah, you could tell that things were going downhill, you know, no repairs to the stadium. We're not signing any quality players. Um, you know, when Ben Zambiazzi retired there, when our weight room, you know, it was all yeah. this personal stuff. Uh, I remember at one time it got so bad that I had to drive down to the center mall to buy some socks for practice. We, we had no socks. And that was after the Pittsburgh Steelers had sent us their pants, pants and socks. Yeah. Pants and socks, you know, for, for, for wow. us. Because, yeah. Um, and then at that time again, after, you know, um, you guys were there when, when, um, you know, uh, Grant and McDonald let go of the club and we yeah. went through that kind of period where nobody in, nobody out, um, you know, I, I needed some time down. I was physically playing, you know, when I shouldn't have, and, and, um, we couldn't bring or wouldn't bring anybody else in. We had no money. Our hands were tied and it was, uh, it was a pretty rough time, you know, and that was after. I think in those years, that's a lot, we're condensing a, a lot of years in a small period oh, yeah. of conversation. Did you ever think of leaving? Cause you never left. No, there, there was some close calls. Um, at one point I had negotiated, I was a free agent and I negotiated a contract. Um, part of it was, um, you know, receiving some money when I showed up and, uh, the day before camp, they called and said, you know, we're not going to do this. I said, okay. So I sat at home and, 
you know, Toronto called two days later and I was literally about an hour away from signing with Toronto because I needed to play. And Hamilton was not willing to sign the contract. And, and, and it was very, very frustrating. And, uh, you know, I, I thought about it and I was literally about to pick up the phone and say, okay, you know, I'll, I'll sign with you guys. And Don Southern called me and said, you know, I heard what's going on. Don't do it. Don't do it. And I said, yeah. well, coach, I got to play. You know, I can't, I can't sit out a year. I can't sit out half a season, uh, you know, and he said, uh, you know, come tomorrow, come tomorrow. I'll take care of it. And he did. Let me guess. And, let me guess. It was tattoo from fantasy Island that was doing your contract. McCarthy. <laughs> <laughs> No, you can't. It was tattoo. It was tattoo for sure. It was tattoo for sure. Yeah, then there was a, you know, when I let when when they released me, I had trials with Dallas, Cincinnati, and Green Bay. You know, Dallas, they all offered me contracts, and that's when I went to Green Bay. And again, it wasn't, you know, it was well, I can't play there. You, you know, it was yeah. like you know, the end of camp. So everybody's roster was set. There was nobody saying we need a kicker yet. So I went down there, and gave it a shot there. Um, later on, also I had another trial with Detroit and it was the same situation where the contract at Hamilton was not working out for whatever reason. And, you know, you got to protect yourself. Like, you know, you've only got so long to play. Um, and, and I think all three of us were extremely lucky, and, you know, that, uh, well over the average, well over the average, and and you guys both know how much that takes, especially yeah. when you get a little bit older. You get smarter, but yeah. you have to be, otherwise well, you're going to make it. To our, uh, to our, well, I think we got about thirty-two fans now, but we're listening nice. and watch this show, Oz. But um, well, thirty-one because I'm actually on the show. <laughs> okay, sorry, buddy, but we're, we are talking with Ozzy Paulus Ballison, our good friend. Um, and we, you talked earlier before all this shenanigans happened with uh, with your computer and and all of your construction going on, but your your journey. Um, and I had a I had a, I had another kicker in mind, and you'll remember this. And it sounds almost like the same journey this guy had. Um, you had you went from here to there, and your journey was was off the charts, awesome. But remember Dan G and Cola used to kick up on Brock. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we had a kicker that would come up. And for our fans, his name was Dan Giacola, and he's probably one of our listeners, which I doubt. And he, we were practicing up at Brock, and Ozzy would be up there kicking his balls and and all by himself up there. I think uh, Vinny was with you, kick, going to sur- he's going to oh, grab shagging the, ball. the balls, shagging the balls, good old Vinny. And uh, I remember, I remember this kicker up there. Uh, we, we were doing special teams, and this kicker went up. And he had, I don't know, fifteen uh, balls in a big bag, and he started kicking every day at Brock during our training camp. And uh, was that something that you, I know that I know you went and talked to him a couple of times because you used to have a bike and you used to go, you used to leave for about 30 minutes on your bike and say you went for a ride, but you just went around the corner and probably had a nap with the, the Burger tree. King <laughs> with the Burger King. Uh, how like who would, would you do something like that these days? Cause you know, he got looked at and he got an opportunity uh, played in Toronto. I think he went to the great, he didn't play in the great cup, but I think he won. I don't know him all that well, but um, anyways, would you do, would you ever, think of doing something like that or at good, good on him to, to try something, but you must've been howling when that happened. <laughs> you mean go to Burger King? Yeah. <laughs> well, we knew you did that. We knew you did well, that. I've done that before. <laughs> that bike you had was the best. 
Oh, I just, all I have to do is follow the Danny McManus jerseys for the Whoppers. <laughs> What's today's special? It's a McManus. Oh, <laughs> that's funny. Oh, you know, I used to ride my bike all through. They had great off-road trails yeah. back oh, yeah. then. And, I, and I, you know, at that point was where, you, you know, yeah, he, you need to do something else to condition yourself. And that was, that was a fun way of getting out for half an hour, getting the heartbeat going and, you know, see a little bit of the area because, you know, it was, uh, I think, I think you biked it down to the cat's caboose. You, you biked what? it to the cat's caboose. No, cause I'd never make it back up that hill. <laughs> I'm smarter uh, than that. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, 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 you know, yes. So we, Hitch, we got to have Ozzy back because we haven't even like literally scratched the surface. Oh, no. Uh, no. Not even close to what we, the discussions we can get into now. So we need to have Ozzy back. Ozzy probably historically knows more than probably anybody alive in the Hamilton Ticat organization. I would say that yeah. you, and, and you're not even from here, which is incredible, right? Yeah. You're a BC kid that ended your way up here, live here now made your home here, found your family here. You knew more about the Ticats. You know more about the stadium and the wind patterns and the intricacies of the CFL than I would say just about anybody in the, in the Ticat organization this day. And that's not, that's not being disrespectful to that. Just the, what you possess. I mean, was that always, were you that guy when you were a kid? Like were you always inquisitive or you just, you just, that was part of, of being the best you can be. I was always drunk when I was a kid, so I don't know. <laughs> well, there you go. Makes sense. You know what? It, you know what it was, Mike. I, I think um, you know when you settle into a a career. You know, and Ron Lancaster was very good at describing this. You know how you you show up and everything's you know glitter and gold. You know everything's great. Holy cow! They do my laundry. There's Gatorade in that bucket. I can drink as much as I want. You know they're going to pay me after every game to play the game. I love, this is great. You know? And then all of a sudden you get into a stage and some guys go through it very quickly. Some guys never get out of it. It's that, you know, well, they're not doing this. I don't like the coaching. I think that this defense is lousy. You, you know, you they focus on the negatives and then you get into that really good stage where you figure out why am I playing this game? What, what's the important part about this game? Why do I love it? Why am I here every day through hell and high water, through good times, bad times? Why am I here? And then once you recognize that, then you start to focus on things in the game that are different, that where you as an individual, and I was a captain from 1989, you know, 15-year team captain, I had to. You know, I, I had to be able to go up to the head coach and say, you know, don't call your timeout. You know, right. this is happening. Or, you know, I used to add my opinion because I learned from some very good coaches about clock management and wind management. And in the older stadiums in the CFL, you know, that was extremely important. And in it won and lost so many games in October. Mm -hmm. Just not, not knowing the league, the game, the rules – um, you know, why are we deferring, you know, and not taking the ball? You know, it's yeah. like a 1998 when we won the coin toss, you, you, you know, to me, that was, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just win. but that's fine. Cause we had to win in the, you know, the, the, either the, the first and the fourth or the second and the fourth, cause it's our choice. Right. So, Hey, 
it's that part of the game and things like that, um, helping your teammates out, um, you know, anybody in the organization, whether it's the equipment people, media people, what, you know, it, it's, it's learning little things that make everybody else around you better. And, and, and when you get that in a locker room and you get enough of that, man, are you in business? And we always talk about it. We always talk about how great our locker room was, how we knew our role, how we protected each other on and off the field, how we supported each other on and off the field, and how we got drunk. On. <laughs> but sometimes, sometimes on. Sometimes there was on. there was so many of those guys in the locker room that it was easy to win. Really, it really was easy to win. Yeah. <clears throat> and then you know when when coaches look at that, it's an intangible. You can't, you can't put it, you know, I played for 18 years. I played with great guys and the locker room was lousy. Yeah. You know, and then you'd have a guy that, you know, from another team that you hated and he'd come in and it was like, wow, you know, this guy's great as a teammate, you know, and that's the first light bulb that went off for me because I used to, hate all the other teams and hate the other players. And, you know, and then all of a sudden it's like, well, wait a second, you know, they're, they're doing the same thing we are, or I'm doing. So, you know, you, you learn a lot of little things over the years that help out. And that locker room for us was the biggest thing and how the hell we ever had all those guys in at one time is, is like, it's ridiculous. Like you, you think of like, we can talk about everybody on the team and we will laugh as hard as we possibly can at one time, at least over yeah, just, least. just, you I know. Think, hey, Oz, I think we're going to do, um, we're going to, we're going to, this is recorded and we're going to send this to every single team. And it sounds like you should be the next GM to on some team in the CFL, <laughs> but honestly, you've got the mind for it. Yeah, I know you've always thought about it. You, you, uh, you know, the clock management, the, the team player, you see Kyle Walters out in, uh, as a GM out in Winnipeg, and he's got the same mentality and, you know, it's same with Osh, right? He same gets with Osh and those, and, 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 and Steiny and, Steiny, yeah. and all, and all the, the guys that played the game before, I mean, you would add so much pal to this league and I'm surprised I haven't seen you in that role somewhere, but, um, Paul is Baldiston, our friend, um, our teammate. Uh, we haven't even got into. Oh my God, we got to come back. back. You're coming back for sure. We got to cut this, but you, we we haven't even talked about your thoughts of Mike and I coming in as rookies, and I know that's going to be a whole show. So we're not starting it now, bud, because we've got a lot to go on. But you're coming back. We're going to get you back on maybe next week, guys. Sure. Okay. So we got the the Hitch and Morielli rookie version show we can do. Yeah. And then we'll have to move on to the Skittles and the Fat Bastards yeah. Giraffes. We'll yeah. have to do an entire show Ginsu. on that. Ginsu. Ginsu. Yeah. Ginsu. All that kind of all the inside jokes that people are looking at us right now like we're idiots. And well, oh, let's place we, are idiots. we are yeah. idiots. Yeah. <laughs> at least we admit it. And we know, and it, it works for us, right? You well, know, it was it, it was great to see everybody up at Danny's induction uh, oh, yeah. uh, the other. Uh, week that was uh, pretty spectacular it really awesome. was the organization did a fantastic job and it was great to see the boys from 72 as well yeah you know, the trailblazers that really you know set things up for for guys like us and wow you, were, you, you were sitting at you were sitting at weren't you part of that team <laughs> he played 72 no <laughs> 72 71 71 he came in. now you know why i go to sleep <laughs> when my guest is not 
Okay, guys, we got to wrap this up from these three idiots, Morielli, Hitchcock, and us, Baldiston, and the other idiot in the background in his basement, David Butko. Uh, we're going to have you back, Ozzy. This is part one of the Paulus Baldiston show. And uh, we can't wait to see you again from, uh, from everybody here at the Tight Cats Audio Network. Tune in, and we'll talk to you soon. That's another episode of Morialli and Hitch on the Tie Cats Audio Network. Have a question or a comment for them? Email us at mnh at tiecats.ca. That's M-A-N-D-H at tiecats.ca.